I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. So Terry, do you consider yourself a news junkie at any point? Oh, I think I am. I scroll through every morning and I saw this out of Texas last week. It was a guy that was supposed to have been, uh, he got a stay of execution. He was getting ready to be sent to the electric chair. And one hour before he gets it, the governor signs off on him not having to go. And so I'm thinking, well, my gosh, what was it about? So I had to dig into it to figure out what the old boy done. And it turns out he murdered an 85-year-old woman. And where it really starts getting interesting is, is why he killed her. Why? He made best friends with her nephew after he figured out she didn't use a bank. Uh-oh. That she kept all of her money at home. How much? This is hard to even fathom. She had $600,000 hid in the floor of her closet. And no bank? No bank whatsoever. Didn't trust him. She uh, she ran a trailer park. And everything, she was a school teacher, retired had all of her retirement hid in that basement. I mean, under in her closet underneath that board. So it makes you wonder, do people still do that today? That's a good question, Terry. I think we should dig deeper into it. I think you're right. This week's episode is titled The Stash. Terry, you've got my curiosity. Reckon how many people still don't use a bank? Well, it's funny that you should say that, Scotty, because I've got the stat. It says about 9.6 million, or nearly 8% of all of the households in the U.S., they don't have any type of banking account. So it's a good chance they're either hiding or burying it like they used to in the old days. Absolutely. And it's funny that you should say that because they were talking about I'm thinking, okay, 9.6 million people don't that's, use a bank. That's a heap of folks. Yeah, and there's a variety of reasons. Some people are not legal citizens of the U.S. They don't right. have proper documentation to go into a bank. But there's a lot of them that simply don't trust the banking institution. Well, and it, I think it has a lot to do with who you grew up around. If you had grandparents that grew up during the Depression who lost money, you know, they would probably spook you in not wanting to use one. Well, that's what they're saying. They're saying that the practice of hiding their possessions was a, was a constant in the country that moved into the 19th and the 20th century. The stock market crash of the 1920s that you just talked about, right. the Great Depression, it only bolstered the lack of confidence that people had with the financial institutions. And to this day, people are still hiding their money. So then that makes me think, okay, if people used to hide their money, 
and maybe they passed away. How much is still out there that we don't know about? I think there's a ton of things that we don't know about, and there's a ton of money that is still, you know, to be discovered. Now, of course, the the best would be silver uh, of that nature because money, folding money, does at some point start to deteriorate. But, you know, there's a company, and I, I saw something, I want to say it was on CBS Sunday morning, that you can take even money that's been buried, money that's been burned, whatever the case is, the condition of that money. You know, sometimes when you find it and it's been buried uh-huh. or it's been burned, you know, it's just a clump of money. And it's just about to the point of falling apart. Well, there are people out there that will actually take the time, and it it's a manual process where they actually work with each individual bill, and they pull it apart so they can determine the value. So where a clump of money may look like $10, in reality, after they've worked with it for hours and hours and hours and sometimes days, it could be... Ten thousand dollars. So then they have a dollar amount that they can go to the bank and they can replace that money. Well, here's a story, and you've met both my dogs. I got the little one who get who scared his own shadow, and then I got the big (laughs) one over there, old Sophie. I was buying a car, and I had to pay cash for it. The guy wanted five thousand dollars cash. He didn't want no check. He wanted hundred dollar bills. So I go to the bank. I get the money. And I had it, and I didn't count it. And I was going to bed, and I threw it to Angie. I said, count this, make sure this $5,000 so I can go buy that tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I get up at 4.30, and guess what? What? Well, Angie sort of didn't count the money and didn't go put the money up. Uh Uh-uh. It got eaten up. Sophie, I I turned the light on. There's $100 bills from the TV all the way to the kitchen. I'm telling you. God, why didn't I take a picture of this? It's everywhere, and she's sitting in the pile of about two thousand dollars. Oh my goodness! With probably five hundred of it hanging out of her mouth, looking at me, just wagging her tail. She had chewed that money to no end. So you just brought up about taking the money back. The banks will take it back so long as three quarters of the bill is still good. Because I had to take it down there, and uh, I only lost I think three hundred that was not. Oh my gosh, I'd still be sick about. Losing 300 <laughs> But me and her had a falling out after that. Oh, yeah, I can imagine that you did. But again, it was Angie's fault, not yours. Yeah, correct. Okay, well, when you're talking about this, here are some crazy places where people hide cash. All right, because I'm, I'm ready to go look. Where would I go? Okay, well, I'm right there with you. Now, some of these things you're going to already know, but this one I found interesting. It said inside, and there are a lot more than this. I'm only going to mention a few. But this one said inside a toilet paper roll. I wish you could count how many darn toilet paper rolls I have found in my daughter's bathroom. See, but if there's the, money in toilet paper rolls, we ought to be rich. But I would end up throwing away my own. I would forget that, I think, and throw that away. Okay, and the other one is a cookie jar. And I think we've all heard people that have kind of put some kind of valuables of some sort, keys, money, whatever it yeah. is, in a cookie jar. I think that one would probably not be on the top of my list, but it still did make the list. Here's another one, in a fake drain or pipe or vent. I've seen that on TV to where, like in your basement, you'd have a pipe going and it'd actually be fake. Okay. And then you would fish the money on a string in it. Oh, okay. I hadn't thought about that. And another one is, in a dirty clothes hamper. Hmm. I guess you just wouldn't think that if a criminal were coming in, that they would want to mess with... Dirty clothes. That'd be the last place you'd really look. Right. And here's another one that, to me, is kind of... uh, 
an obvious place, but maybe not so, is in a vase of a fake plant. If I were a robber, I wouldn't think to check there. And here's one that I thought was interesting that would be very dangerous to me, and it said, in a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, that's dangerous, real bad. Now, we'd never have to worry about a vacuum cleaner uh, if, if my husband, if I were hiding money for my husband, because he tells me that the vacuum cleaner burns his hands. He can't use the <laughs> he vacuum cleaner. He ain't going to touch it, is he? No, he's not going to touch it. But, I mean, I would be afraid, seriously, that I would go out there, put the money in the vacuum cleaner, and then I'd get out there and vacuum it would collect dirt and dust like it's supposed to do. I would go to dump it, and I'd dump all the cash. You very well could. Now, let me throw this at you. What is the most common? I'm sure you watch movies like I do. But what's the most common place where they hide the cash in the movies? In a mason jar buried in the backyard. No, no, no. Think again now. Modern times. I don't know. You've seen, you, you watched the, uh, I think it was the Equalizer was the, the last place that I saw this done. Oh, where, the where? Salmon. You put it in, uh, roll it up like it's a piece of meat and throw it in your freezer. Okay, yeah. Okay, I guessed it. You know, who would go through each piece of meat? Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, it does sound like so people are being very creative in where they hide cash. But still, I can't imagine not using a bank. That's true. I mean, how do you get not get away, you know, your debit card or whatever the case is of not using that? I never, never have cashed my name. That's honest goodness truth. I mean, if I got 10 bucks in my purse or in my billfold or, you know, on my phone, I feel like I'm a rich person. I never carry cash. If I didn't have that card, I don't know how I'd make it. But, you know, really step back and think about what you're saying here. Think if something, especially with the events that have gone on with, with protests and things getting burned, you think about not being able to get to the bank at all. What, well, what happens when you don't have money and you can't use that card? And they say that you should at least have between five and five hundred and a thousand dollars at any at, time. Yeah, at any time in your house. I'm but in trouble. We're talking about there are story. What'd you say? I said I'm in trouble. Yeah, me too. All right, with all of this talk about money and buried treasure and people hiding it, let's talk about the millionaire who took, what was it, a million, two million, and took it to the Rocky Mountains? Yep, and hid it. And that took 10 years to find, right? Yeah, and I think a lot of people didn't really give him a lot of credence. Wasn't he sick? He yeah, he, he, had he can- was diagnosed yeah. with cancer. And I never quite understood where he got his money because he was an Air Force pilot. And, you know, there ain't a lot of not millionaire money in that anyway. Well, he may have been somebody that just kind of was very good about his, you know, how he spent his money, and and he just had over a period of time had a good retirement, whatever else he cashed out because he didn't think he was going to live that long. I don't know the specifics, but I mean, I could see that being possible if he made a decent salary and just like I said, but I think there were some skeptics out there that really didn't believe he'd buried this money for the longest time because I think that they felt like if he'd buried it. All these treasure hunters were going to find it within a reasonable amount of time. Now, and you look back at the history of this, there was plenty of people that went to jail because they were digging on land that they weren't supposed to be. I'd they, be digging on land I wasn't supposed to be if I thought there was a million dollars. Yeah. And then there was five people that lost their life looking for this. Really? Yeah, five of them. You know, they got into places they shouldn't have by themselves. One of them froze to death. Uh, you know, there's certain times a year you don't go into the Rocky Mountains. Exactly. I think that they just discovered this within what a couple of weeks ago yeah yeah it certainly was and from what i understand the old boy that found it ain't telling who he is and i don't blame him because again somebody that goes around telling folks that i got some money and i keep it uh right here at the house or 
you know, stitched in some clothing or in a canister in the backyard, uh, they don't fare too well. But we're talking about story after story after story where people are finding money where someone's died and they find that they buried money or they know they buried money on their property and they've never found it. I mean, that, they, that's just going to waste. And they spend their lifetimes looking for that that, that mystery that's out there. Ha, has there really been any mysteries of, of people that did find cash that you know of? Yeah, actually, here's one. Here's a story where it was said that a couple was walking. This is something that was reported in the Boston Globe, and it said that a middle-aged couple was strolling in their, on their daily walk on some rural property that was in Northern California. And they had taken this walk for years, same path. And they said they discovered by pure chance, get this now, mint condition gold coins that was buried at the edge of the tree. Do you know how much money it was? How much? $10 million worth. Holy smackers. Now, I have seen that story and you should really, if you have time, do a Google search on that and do the reading upon that. It's just, it will blow you away. I mean, think about, if have you ever gone where you go to put on a jacket that you hadn't worn in a while and you put your hand yeah. in the pocket and you pull out a $20? I mean, I feel like, like I hit the jackpot. Yeah. $20 that I pulled, even if it's a five. It's like, man. Um, so can you imagine how we feel about pulling 20 Twenty dollars out of a jacket, and they stumble on ten million dollars worth of mint condition gold coins. And that was, and you know, and I I can't remember what the reasoning was of, but there was a, a story behind that money how it got there. But somebody purposely buried that. Correct, and that's what I'm talking. There's a story that goes with that. There. So I mean, is that their life savings? Is that just some mad money? Because if that's mad money, I'd love to have that kind of mad money. See, now you're making me think of Charlie Daniels' Legend of the Willie Swamp. Exactly. So you know that fits that whole story there, which which leads you to all these different places. So has anybody ever gone out and searched for this stuff? Well, it's interesting that you say that. There's the Curse of Oak Island. And if that's, you don't know anything about that, that's about an island that's in Nova Scotia. Okay. And supposedly there is hidden. Now, wait a minute. Is this, a, is this that TV show that I've seen that comes on A&E or somewhere? Yes. Okay. I'm with you. And now. I think it's like the History Channel or, or whatever channel it's on. But it is fascinating. It's about two brothers. And one in particular has had, uh, ever since he's read this article about treasure hunters, in the Reader's Digest, he's been fascinated with finding this gold. And they're saying that it is not only gold, it could be the Ark of the Covenant. It is the, um, I mean, there's just all kind of just treasures that date back to the uh, Knights of the Templar. Oh, that's serious stuff. And uh, the Spanish galleon ships that have supposedly been in that area. They have proof of a ship that has been purposely burned and buried i mean it's a big island it's a pretty big island but there have been treasure hunters dating back to franklin d roosevelt before he was a president he was part of that expedition trying to find that treasure that tells you that this has gone back for a hundred years that there's been rumor of this treasure and now they've been able to produce some pretty significant coins and a cross that is dated back to like the 1500s i mean some significant finds but they've never been able to produce 
the let's just say the treasure chest Correct. of gold. Um, but you know, you've got other shows too that are like World War Two. They've got a one that's like Lost Gold, I think is the name of it, and it's Yamashita's gold, and it was gold that he buried during World War Two in the Philippines. And and the thing about that one that's so fascinating is they say that there's just tons of it there, and they've had treasure hunters there. But they would set up these booby traps and have landmines where Ooh. you might actually die trying to find this gold. And supposedly there's a guy that was really close to Yamashita or somebody that was connected to him that he was an engineer and was very close to, uh, had some inside knowledge as to where this gold was or some maps or something that would give him a strong indication of where to go locate that gold. Right. And he wound up dead. So, but there's just still, I mean, you think about how long this is dated back to the Knights of the Templar, to the thing that happened with this, unfortunately, this lady who buries $600,000, yeah. to the couple that finds the $10 million worth of mint condition gold coins that we still have, I don't know if what the right words are, other than we have this distrust for a financial institution. And now get me, don't get me wrong, back in the day, you know, their financial institutions was not like pulling up at the local bank and oh, going no. to the ATM. It was a totally different thing. But think about how sophisticated we are now. And you've got yeah, the backing get, of the federal can... government, and you still do not trust a banking institution to the point where you are putting all of your valuables buried around your house or contained inside your house. And sometimes people get wind of this, like the lady that lost her life, um, or you die and your relatives, and maybe this is on purpose, never know that you had all of this money. Well, and, and speaking of this, and this reminds me of it, and you know, I know that there's not going to be a ton of people that recognize the name that I'm fixing to say, but back in 73, when I was a little bitty boy, I was three, four, you, you yeah. were maybe a tad mm-hmm. older than me, maybe, but there was a Grand Ole Opry star uh, named Stringbean, and Stringbean was known for walking around showing that because he grew up so poor. It, he didn't have anything, and then when he made it to the Grand Ole Opry, he started making money, and he was always flashing his $100 bills and bragged that he never went to a bank, that he had all of his money. I mean, money. did he really end up starting to make some serious yeah. dough? Okay. Yeah, but he still lived on his little farm. His lifestyle did not change. So he comes home from the Grand Ole Opry. Marty Robbins had played a whole bunch of them, and he pulls, and he had had a brand-new Cadillac. Him and his wife, Estelle, pull up. They get out, and he notices something is wrong at the house and tells her to sit in the car. He walks up, pulls out his pistol out of his overalls and stands there for a second and he sees something and he shoots at it. They kill him. And he had his wife. And of course he did not use the bank. He had in sewn inside of his uh, overalls was his cash. He had $3,200 on him. They chase. She realizes what's going on. They chase her down and shoot her in the back of the head and kill her. She had $2,200 in her bra. They took that. They had been at their home for the last four hours digging for the money because they knew he had more money than that. They never found it, and that's why they were still. And they, they debated on whether or not they would have killed him if he hadn't a shot at him. I don't know, but they were killed. So they sewed money to their clothes? Yeah, inside his, he made an extra pocket inside of his clothes that nobody would see. And, of course, you know they stripped him looking for his money, and they did get it, but they didn't get the big money. It was... 
you know, I'd probably say in the last 10 years, they actually found the money in the house when it was being remodeled. Somebody else owned it. It was hidden behind a fake brick inside the fireplace. And, of course, most of it, as we just talked about, was destroyed because it was paper money and had just been sitting there deteriorating since he died. But you bring up a good point. I read an article, and it was talking about where you don't even realize that you've got valuables like in an old desk, yeah, you know, that you got from your great-great-grandparents or something like that, or it's in a really, really old house. You just see it as junk. You want to get rid of it. And then somebody else discovers this money that's been hidden all along. And, and so, okay, yeah, you can cough that up where well, that was what we did back in the 1930s or the 1940s. But you've got people that are still using Absolutely. that same practice today. You know, and I read a, a story not long ago of, of a granddaughter that replaced the grandma's mattress. Didn't tell her, replaced it, threw it away. Her entire life savings were in it, gone. And it was somewhere like a million dollars that she'd saved. In the mattress? In the mattress that she'd shoved inside of it. You don't happen to know where she took that uh, No, but girl, let me tell you, I want to go look at (laughs) it. Because I got a car and it's got gas. (laughs) You know, and here's another story. And let me throw you off on this one. You may have never even heard of this. Have you ever heard what the KGC is? No. That is the Knights of the Golden Circle. And near the end of the Civil War... It was it was a a group of men that got together that thought the South was going to make it at some point again. So they started hiding money, and it would be it was the group called the Knights of the Golden Circle, and it would be near railroad tracks normally. And they left clues and cemeteries, and they'd bury the money in case they ever got back together to go dig the money back up to fund it. Of course, there was a lot of gold out of Richmond that was buried out of this when they evacuated it. They find it? There's some of it has been. It was markings on trees. And you need to Google this. It's a guy that's probably found around $100,000 worth of gold that from this, from markings on trees. He studied it. That money, most of it, is still out there. But think about how much gold or how much currency, whether it's paper, coin, whatever, is never found. I know. You know, and they also claim that Jesse James hid money all over, that he's got it bare from all those trains that he robbed that it was never found. So it makes you question, is that a good practice to keep burying money? Well, if you only find, I don't know what the percentage is, but it sounds like it's a pretty low percentage of money that's actually recovered. I mean, think I can't even keep up with where I put stuff. You just got through telling me you found this important document and you have no idea where it is in your house. No clue. If I go bury that in my backyard, what is the likelihood the older I get and I can't go into a room now without going, why am I in this room? You think I'm going to remember where I buried something out in the yard? And then, you know, here's the, the side effect of that. You can't tell anybody because if you do, you'll end up like that lady that on the trailer park that got killed. Because they're going to come take it from you if they know you got it. You mentioned to anybody that you have a distrust for a bank and what your practice is. You're exactly right. You have a target on your back. Oh, it's a big old circle. Okay, so, Scotty, I have another story. There's this, in 2018, there was this article about a New York couple who finds buried treasure in their backyard. Okay, how they, I got to ask, how did they stumble okay, upon it? This is a really interesting story. So, They had a couple of trees that were in their backyard, and from time to time, depending on the season, they could see something that kind of looked like an electrical box. 
but it wasn't enough that really piqued their interest, so they just yeah. kind of overlooked it. And they said that the deer were kind of prone to going in that area, and apparently they would eat the grass or whatever was around there. And it it got to where it was really exposed. Yeah. So it was enough that it got their attention, and they go over there and they start looking. And again, on initial sight, they thought it was just an electrical box. But they start digging it up, and what it ends up being is it's a safe. No, come on now. It's a safe. And when they open it up, it had $100 bills, jewelry, and it had diamonds. They said dozens of rings, gold, jade. And, I mean, so it was worth a chunk of change. And so think about it. This thing had been there for a while, and it just got their attention over time right when the deer over a period of time and probably for several years had kind of eaten away at the vegetation and it just got to be where it's more exposed so when they find all of this they also found a piece of paper in that safe and in that piece of paper was an address and guess what the address was what it was their next door neighbor's address so, okay, something's fishy's gone on. So they go over to the next door neighbor and they knock on the door. And apparently these had been people that had been there for a long period of time. Yeah, I can see that. You know, not somebody that just recently moved in. And they asked them, they said, I know this is kind of a crazy question, but have have you ever been robbed or anything like that? And they said yes. And they described what they had been robbed of, and it was those contents. It was the money. It, in fact, it was the entire safe. Somebody had come in and taken the safe. So apparently the people that found it in their backyard were not the original owners of the house at the time right. that this robbery occurred. And they I gave just, them back all of well, their lost to, valuables. Since you brought that up, I had to look it up. Do you know how much cash was in that thing? What? $53,000 in cash money was inside, plus all that other stuff that you mentioned. But, I mean... So now, there are some very honorable people out there that was got this stuff and felt like, you know, I don't own that. That is the the property of my next-door neighbors, and apparently the next-door neighbors and them are on good standings. They're not having a feud, you know, because if I'm having a feud with my next-door neighbor and I find hard. they're safe, uh, and I don't want this to get out, but I may not be returning that safe. I'm, I'm t- that would be one of those really... A tough decision for a lot of folks. I mean, let's say you despise, you know, because some people really despise their neighbors. I don't. I've got great neighbors. But let's just say that they were on really bad terms, and all of a sudden you find something of theirs. Let me just put it this way. I know a couple people, and you probably know the same ones, that if they found that, there's no way they would return that. You know they wouldn't. You know, not long ago, I saw a story about a guy that was working. And he stumbled up on a bag of money on the side of the road, 10000 12000 in return. I saw that. I mean, there's some really, really good people. But, God, don't you know that would tug at you when you could say, man, what I could do with that money? Because nobody would know. Well, speaking of that, there's another uh, article, and it seems to be there's a common theme here. I mean, let's see if you can pick it up on the dollar amount. A couple found $10 million in gold coins in canisters in their backyard, and it said, Unlike your dog, who chews up money, yeah, it said that their dog dug up one can, and then they found a bu- and in that can they found a bunch of eighteen hundred coins. So the couple dug up and found the remaining canisters, but it totaled up to ten million dollars. That's the same amount as the couple that walked by in California. Yes, exactly. 
So, and again, these people wanted to remain anonymous on their newfound wealth. And after we know about the lady that got murdered because it was known that she kept money at her house, we can only hope that this couple, once they discovered the coins, that they immediately took those coins to the bank or somewhere for safekeeping. And they were very, and it sounds like that we have no idea who they are. And I can't blame them because uh, a lot of folks don't come out too well once somebody knows that, so-and-so down the street's got some money. Well, your third cousin shows back up that you had once removed from the family. Oh, yeah, and they're real close to you then. Well, I don't know about you, but I also found this interesting. They talk about that if you're looking to find treasure, Uh that you need to go look at homes or homesteads, whatever you want to call it, that are at least about uh, 100 years old. And they say they're all over the U.S., those are the types of homes that typically you would have had some whatever their their worldly possessions were that their practice back then again was not a banking institution it was putting it inside the home if the home is still standing or burying it somewhere on the property the coffee can type thing exactly so now that makes me want to go look now hey don't you have a uh, metal detector i do when are we going? Well, you know, and here's a story for you that, that uh, I'll tell you. I had an uncle that didn't believe in banks. He passed away about 10 years ago. Uh, some three, four years later, uh, a girlfriend of his bumped into me, and she goes, I'm so sorry about your uncle passing away. And she goes, you do know that he buried all his money. I said, do what? And she goes, oh, yeah. She goes, if I were you, I'm not saying to go do it. But she goes, I'd go check where the garden was. So what made her think that he buried his money? I guess he told her. I mean, did you ever know that he had a distrust for banking? Was, yeah, because he was he become a hermit. I mean, big time. Just he never really got out. Didn't get out. He got his wife left him, and that just turned him against society. And he become a hermit after that. He didn't care if the sun didn't shine. And so, how big a property does he have? It was about ten acres. How how do you feel? Well, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> I think we need to go. I do too. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information and we'll be in touch. Until next time, well, you know a secret. Well, now you know where to look for buried treasures.